0: Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about God's gift of waiting. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about why God makes us wait for things. I've spent a lot of time in airports the past few weeks waiting for flights, and I picked up this book called Southwest Airlines Way. I thought it would be you know, some light beach reading, but it's actually this really uh, surprisingly rigorous analysis of Southwest's foundational principles that have made it the only consistently profitable major airline in history. If you're looking for a book like that, that has some real substance to it, it's not just motivational opinion and garbage, I would highly recommend this one. But to my point, the author, Jody Gittle did all of these interviews with Southwest employees. They were frontline employees in all areas of the business. They had management involved. They had rival employees from rival airlines. And along with his actual research, he uses these anecdotes from these employees to give some color to the book. And one of the phrases that he heard from dozens of people he interviewed, whether they were working on the ramp or, or cleaning the toilets on the plane or, or checking people in at the ticketing desk, was our airplanes don't make money on the ground. You know, Everyone in that company has it etched into their minds that whatever it takes their job is to get people off planes and back in so that they can be back in the air as quickly as as possible. And it shows. Southwest planes spend an average of 20 to 30 minutes on the ground compared to the industry average of 40 to 50 minutes. But this was not done just by the sheer force of will. If that were the case, all the other airlines would be able to copy what they're doing by now. No, the author goes on to identify at least 10 principles that Southwest adopted early on and clung to that he strives to demonstrate allowed for these remarkably quick turnovers. And they're surprising, I won't get into them all, but if I had to give a summary, it would be patience and urgency. Southwest management wants to move quickly. But that does not stop them from building relationships between employees and with suppliers and airports and so on. They bring in their employees' families to be included in the culture. They're the most unionized airline in the industry, yet, they patiently work with union leaders to avoid the conflicts that have plagued other airlines. They openly discuss and resolve conflicts. In short, they try not to let the goal for urgency overtake patience and vice versa. They moderate between the two, allowing both of those key virtues, urgency and patience, to build up the organization simultaneously. That's unique. We are living in this age of impatience. We've been conditioned to have it our way right away. So in a time like this, the example of Jesus is pretty remarkable. 1 Timothy 1.16 says that Jesus has immense patience. When Paul writes, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Like Paul, I am a walking example of Christ's patience. Like Paul, I am a sinner, and I am only made free from those sins because of his mercy. I don't deserve that mercy, and I certainly don't deserve the abundant life that it offers, but Christ is patient with me. So to that king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. But not only does Christ's patience offer us mercy, it also teaches us how we must demonstrate patience too. And I can think of at least five areas the Bible shows where patience is necessary. The first is with people. When we studied 1 Corinthians 13 a few weeks back, we saw that love requires suffering long through difficult people. And that is the heart of patience. Patience isn't just about dealing with long lines or or slow delivery times. I'm still impatient with Amazon's two-day delivery sometimes. But patience is more than just enduring slights like that. And in fact, even those things that we become impatient with are backed by people. It's not the long line we need to be patient with. It's the people in it. That is what Christ did for us, and if we are going to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, we must show Christ-like patience with people. Ephesians 4 says, As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. To live a life worthy of who God has called us to be, we must be patient and bear with one another in love. The second area the Bible teaches that patience is necessary, is in doing good. In Christ's parable about the sower planting seeds on the different soils, you know Jesus said in Luke 8:15 in the New King James Version, "But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience." You know this is a, a reminder. I think I need more often. We are commanded to bear fruit, not just try hard. Jesus expects results from us. But we're also warned that those results may not always be immediate. When we are serving God, we can expect hardship. So doing good requires patience too. The third area we see the necessity of patience is in leadership. To be an elder or a deacon, a preacher, teacher, minister, any other kind of leader, you must be patient. 2 Timothy 2.24, Paul writes, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all able to teach and patient. And for those who preach the word, they should do so with long suffering, with patience, according to Paul in 2 Timothy 4.2. You know, Jesus was the example of perfect patience. And he built his church using leaders who, though they are profoundly imperfect, also must strive to emulate that patience inside and outside the church. Fourth, we see in the Bible the need for patience in and through suffering. This may be the hardest, but it is the most necessary. We need to root ourselves in the promises of God so that we can develop the patience we need to weather the storms of life. As Paul puts it in romans twelve twelve we must learn to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer and one of the joys of our faith is the reality that we have a God who is ready to comfort us in our most painful moments and it is our obligation then to share that hope and share that patience with others who are suffering. second Corinthians one six assures us if we are distressed it is for your comfort, your salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. Christ demonstrated patience and suffering for us, and we must now demonstrate it for others. Finally, the fifth area that I notice in the Bible where patience is necessary is in our wait for Christ to return. 2 Peter 3.9 says that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Now, as Christians, more than anyone, we have a reason to be impatient. The world around us is impatient because they want what they want now. And as tech- technology gets more and more uh, advanced, the world gets wealthier and wealthier, that impatience will eventually be satisfied. But Christians might be impatient because what we truly look forward to is outside of our grasp, no matter how much technology improves, no matter how wealthy we become. We sing the song, this world is not our home, and we're looking forward to the day that Christ will return, but he will return like a thief in the night. It will be a glorious day, but it's a day we have to wait for. We long to see Christ return just as he ascended. Romans eight twenty five says, if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Or as James wrote, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Christ will return and we are patiently waiting. We must exude Christ-like patience with other people and perhaps ourselves too. We have to exude Christ-like patience in doing good, in leading, in suffering, and in our waiting for the promises of God to be fulfilled. But this patience must not lead to lethargy. There's this view of patients that it's tired, that it's a slow thing. But if you look at the example of Southwest Airlines, and certainly the example of Christ, you couldn't see that. That's farther than anything from the truth. Southwest is urgent. Their planes don't make money on the ground. They let urgency control their worldview, but it doesn't dominate over patience. They let urgency fuel patience, and patience fuel urgency. They bear with one another and love focusing on relationships to meet the task at hand. And I think in many ways that is the example Christ set for us. His ministry, the establishment of his church, they were anything but tired and lethargic. Jesus came with work to do and he has called us all to that work. There's an urgency in that work. We don't have time to wait in telling people the good news. We aren't promised even another hour. Now is the time to act, but Christ, he exemplified patience through that urgency, and he expects the same from us today. We wait patiently, standing firm in the Lord, because we know that his coming is near. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at